Hey, welcome everybody. I'm glad that you are uh, joining us uh, in your homes, apartments. I know of a lot of people, I say it every week, that are in their motor homes. I know some are meeting in their backyards or whatever. I'm just glad you're with us. And maybe you attend the Modesto campus, maybe the Ceres campus. Uh, I don't know where it is you typically would go to church. I'm just glad that you're with us right now online. And I pray that today the message would be a blessing to you. Um, so we're in a series here at Big Valley Grace where we're going through the, the Ten Commandments. And today we're going to be looking at the, the most controversial one of them all. Uh, or certainly maybe the most misunderstood of all of the commandments, and that's number four, which is remember the Sabbath day and keep it holy. So, uh, we have looked at the first three. The first commandment, which is the most important commandment, is you shall have no other gods before me. All right, that's number one. We looked at that three weeks ago. And it is the most important one. You can't mess that one up. That one's all about priority. You have to make sure you keep the Lord number one in your life. The second commandment is, you shall not make for yourself an idol. And, and this one's all about worship. This is about making sure nothing comes into your life or your family's life that takes you away from number one, right? And then last week, we looked at number three, which is, you shall not misuse the name of the Lord your God. And that's all uh, uh, about keeping God's name holy, keeping his name sacred. It's about protecting the, the, the name of, of God. Number five, and we'll get to that, Lord willing, next week is honor your father and your mother, right? And that one makes sense, right? The, the, the first commandment makes sense. Think about it. Make sure you got no other gods before me. N number two makes total sense, right? Don't make for yourself an idol, right? N number three, don't misuse the name of the Lord. Those three make total sense. You get to number five, honor your father and your mother. That makes sense. Number six, don't commit murder. Everybody gets that one. Number seven, don't commit adultery. We all understand that one. Number eight, don't steal. Number nine, don't lie. Number 10, don't covet. All of those commandments are pretty clear, they're pretty clean, and most people understand them. It's, it's when you get to number four, the one we're gonna look at today, that's where people get all um, tripped up. It's where people get confused. In fact, denominations have been started, really, literally, over this fourth commandment. So I want everybody to take their Bibles and turn to Exodus chapter 20. Exodus chapter 20. That's where you find the Ten Commandments, okay? Exodus chapter 20. And I want you to look at verse 8, okay? Verse 8 says, remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. We're going to look at that in more detail in just a moment. Remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. But it goes on. In fact, there's more said about this commandment than any of the other commandments. It says, six days you shall labor and do all of your work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. 
On it, on the Sabbath, you shall not do any work, neither you, nor your son, nor your daughter, nor your manservant or maidservant, nor your animals, nor the alien within your gates. For six days, the Lord made the heavens and the earth and the sea and all that's in them, but he rested on the seventh day. I want you to look back up at verse eight again. Look at verse eight, okay? It says, remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. This is the fourth of the 10 great commandments. Now, the the word Sabbath, this word right here just simply means rest. That's all it means. Okay, the word Sabbath simply means it's 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 a day of rest. And we're to, we're to have a day of rest, and, and by that, we, we, we keep it holy. This is the, the principle, if you will. This is what God says. You take one day off for every, every week to rest. That's the principle here. God created the heavens and the earth. You know, he worked for six days and then he rested, right, on the seventh day. The principle that God is talking about here in the fourth commandment is you take one day off every week to rest. That's God's rule. Now, why is this important? Why is it important for us to rest? You're sitting at home, your apartment, your motorhome, wherever you're at, and, and I want you to think about this. Why is this so important to God? Yes, we get the first one, don't have any other gods before me. Yeah, we understand the second commandment, don't, don't have you know, an idol that you worship. Yeah, we understand the third commandment, don't misuse the name of the Lord. But now God comes along and he says, hey, I want you to rest. I want you to have one day that you rest. Out of all, you know, you got seven days in a week, you take one day and rest, and I want you to rest. I want everybody to take their Bibles now and turn to Mark chapter two. Why does God want us to rest? Jesus said this in verse 23. He said on, uh, or Mark records this, One Sabbath day, as Jesus was walking through some grain fields, his disciples began breaking off heads of grain to eat. So you got the picture? They're all walking along, and they see some wheat, and the disciples are breaking them off, and and they're eating them. But the Pharisees said to Jesus, the religious leaders said to Jesus, look, why are they breaking the law by harvesting grain on the Sabbath? Why are they doing that? This is supposed to be a day of rest. You're not supposed to do anything on this day, right? You're supposed to rest, keep it holy. They're actually breaking grains of of wheat off and they're eating them. Jesus said to them, haven't you ever read the scriptures? Haven't you ever read in the scriptures what David did when he and his companions were hungry? He went into the house of God during the days of Abathar when he was the high priest And they broke the law by eating the sacred loaves and bread that only the priests were allowed to eat. He also gave some to his companions. And look at verse 27. 
Then Jesus said to them, the Sabbath was made to meet the needs of people and not the people to meet the requirements of the Sabbath. And then verse 28, so the Son of of Man is Lord even over the Sabbath. Isn't that an interesting moment in history? That, That gives us some really great data, doesn't it? Beloved, the reason God wants you to rest is because it's good for you. Jesus said the Sabbath was made to meet the needs of people. That's the point of the Sabbath, the point of taking a day of rest and keeping it holy was to meet your need, my need. That was the point of the fourth commandment. Let let, let, let me ask you a question. Do you think that having a regular day off would do some good in your own personal life? Do you think that having a regular day off would do your marriage some good? Do you think that having a regular day off would do your family some good? Well, the answer to all those questions is absolutely. You see, having a day of rest is a benefit to you. It's the antidote, if you will, to to burnout. It helps prevent stress from building up in in your life. You see, as you go through the week, your physical batteries run down and they need to be recharged, don't they? As you go through the week, your emotional batteries run down and they need to be recharged. Your your spiritual batteries run down and they need, need to be recharged. And that recharging happens really on the day that you rest. Now, let me quickly deal with the question of when is the Sabbath, okay? I'm gonna get into some practical things here in a moment, but I gotta deal with the question of when is the Sabbath? Is it, is it Saturday? Is it Sunday? Is it Tuesday? How about Thursday? Beloved, I could, I could do a whole sermon on this. It's amazing how you know, people and churches have divided and argued over this. And what I'm gonna say next, some of you won't agree with. I'm gonna get some emails. Whenever you preach or teach on the 10 Commandments, you're gonna get a lot of emails on number four. And I know what I'm gonna say next is gonna spin some of you out and you're gonna disagree with what I say. Okay, and that's okay. But in my opinion, it doesn't matter to God what day you rest. What matters is that you take a day of rest because it's good for you. God doesn't care when you do it. What he cares about is that one day out of seven, you set aside and you say, that day is holy. That day is sacred. That's a day that I'm gonna set aside to recharge my spiritual life, to recharge my emotional life, to recharge my my physical life. Listen, You'll not find one place in the Bible where you're commanded to worship him only on Sunday or Saturday or Tuesday or Monday or whatever. 
And some of you might be asking, well, well why do we, you know, why, why do we as a church worship on Sunday? Why do most people worship on Sunday? Well, in the New Testament, the first Christians took the Jewish Sabbath and began to celebrate it on Sunday in honor of Jesus' resurrection. You see, the Sabbath was always on Saturday. There are some churches that only worship on Saturday because they believe that's the only time you can have a Sabbath. But the early Christians, because Jesus was resurrected on Sunday, they began to have their Sabbath on Sunday. Now in Colossians 2, it makes it crystal clear that as Christians, you're no longer tied down by what day you celebrate the Sabbath on. I want you to turn to Colossians chapter 2. Okay, turn there real quick. It says this in verse 16. Paul says, so don't let anyone make rules for you about eating, drinking, about religious feasts, a new moon festival, or a Sabbath day. These things were like a shadow of what was to come, but what is true and real has come and is found in Christ. Oh, wasn't that good? A lot of people out there want to make rules up for you that, that hem you in, box you in to the Sabbath. And Paul says, don't, don't let anybody do that. Listen to what he said in Romans chapter 14. Paul said, some think that one day is more holy than another day. While others think every day is alike. You should each be fully convinced that whichever day you choose is acceptable. Those who worship the Lord on a special day do it to honor him. Here's the deal. I know that there's many of you out there that think that Sunday is the most special day. I know some of you think Saturday is the most special day, and praise the Lord for that. Uh, I'm glad that you believe that those days are the most holy or most sacred or most special. But obviously what Paul is telling us here is that all the days are holy to God. All the days are sacred to God. All of them, not just Sunday, not just Saturday, but all the days are holy. God wants you to worship him all the time, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, right? Nothing wrong with taking a day and say, I'm gonna rest and worship him that is special and sacred. And we're gonna talk about that in a moment. But it's obvious. God says, I want you to have a Sabbath day. I want you to have a day in which you rest, a day in which you can recharge some of your batteries. And, and I'm only using that term because I think it helps us maybe understand some things. Now, what does it mean when, when he says, hey, I want you to remember the Sabbath, I, I want you to have a day of rest, and I want you to keep it holy? What does that mean? It's one thing to just have a day of rest, but how do you keep it holy? Well, that word holy simply means set apart. God wants your day of rest to be holy. He wants it to be different than all of the other six days that you have in a week. He wants it to be set apart and, and used and thought about in a different way, in a sacred way, in a set apart 
way, in a unique way. So how do you do that? How do you keep the Sabbath holy? And that's what I want to talk about, okay? This is where the message is going to get really practical. I'm going to give you three ways that I, I, I think if all of you were to uh, apply these, it would make a real big difference in all of our lives. And I think you'll understand why God put this in the 10 great commandments. Number one, here we go, ready? You take a day off, you have a Sabbath, you, you, you rest, right, to recharge your spiritual life. I think this is the most important, important of all the three I'm gonna talk about. You take a day off to worship the Lord. You, you, you take a day off and you, and you rest to remember the first commandment. Wow, Lord, I wanna make sure you're number one in my life. You, you, you take a day off, you rest to remember the second commandment. Man, Lord, has anything crept into my life this past week that, man, has taken my focus off of you? You, you, you take a day off and you, you rest, you keep it holy to remember the third commandment. Lord, have I been misusing your name? Have I been using your name in a, in a crummy way? You, you take a day off and you rest and you think about the fifth commandment. Man, am I, am I honoring my mom and, and dad? Am I treating them with, with you know, respect and honor? You, 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 you take a day off and you remember, hey, the, 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 the sixth commandment. Wow, is there anything happening in my life right now that could goof up my relationship with my spouse? Am I getting close maybe to having an affair? Something like, something like that. You see, this day of rest, one time out of the week, is a moment where you're focused on your spiritual life. You're focused on remembering the Lord in a special way. Psalms 95 says this, come, let us worship him and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord who made us because he is our God and we are his people. He takes care of the, he, uh, we are the, the people that he takes care of, the sheep that he tends. And your, your, your day of, of, uh, of, that you've set aside, for most of us it's either Saturday night or, or Sunday, right? It's a moment where we come whether it's in your living room or it's in your motor home, if it's in your backyard. Right now, you know, uh, Sundays at nine o'clock, we meet out on the ball field and it's a time when we come together to do this, to worship him, to remember him. It's a unique moment in our lives and that's not to say that you can't worship him on Monday or Tuesday or Wednesday or Thursday or Friday. You can and you should. But your Sabbath day, your day of rest, needs to be really focused on your spiritual life. I can't tell you how many times, uh, happened to me last Sunday here. In fact, it happened last Sunday a couple of times where somebody has come up to me and said, Pastor Rick, I want you to know I wasn't gonna come to church today. I've had people tell me during this pandemic, Pastor Rick, I wasn't gonna watch the broadcast on Saturday night or Sunday morning like you're doing right now. Wasn't gonna do it. 
I'm just so angry, I'm upset, I'm, I'm, I'm whatever, and I wasn't gonna do it. I was tired, I didn't feel good, I had a lot of work I had to catch up on, so I wasn't gonna come, wasn't gonna watch. But for whatever reason, I decided to turn on my television. I decided to turn on my computer. I decided to get in my car and come down to the baseball field. And I'm sure glad I did because I heard from the Lord today. I hear that kind of stuff all the time. People email me, text me, call me, and they say, wow, pastor, it's unbelievable. I didn't want to come and worship him. I didn't want to come and bow down. I had other things I was going to do, but then all of a sudden, for whatever reason, I was led to spend some time with God. And wow, I heard from him today. He brought encouragement into my life today. He brought conviction into my life today, whatever it might have been. You see, beloved, recharging your spiritual life, worshiping the Lord is the first thing you ought to do on your day off before you do anything else. It's by far the most important. In other words, let's just say it's Saturday night or it's Sunday when you come to church, right? I want you to know something. That needs to be the number one thing that's in your calendar or your to-do list on that day is I have to connect with the Lord in a special way. I have to make sure that I'm hearing from him in a special way. And God raised up for you preachers and pastors and teachers to be a blessing to you, just like right now. It's not to say you can't worship the Lord and read the word on your own, but there's a reason why he gave some preachers or some people the gift of preaching or the gift of teaching there's a reason why he wants us to gather together like this right now, whether it's in your home or in a building or out on a baseball field, because it's an incredible time of recharging our spiritual lives. For those of you that are dads out there, if you want a practical way of being the spiritual leader in your home, it's simple. I have a lot of dads who will say to me, man, Pastor Rick, I just gave my life to Christ. I've only known the Lord for a week or a month or a year. My wife has known the Lord for 10 years or, or longer. My, my kids have been going to the youth group. They know the Lord. They've known the Lord longer than I have. How can I possibly be the spiritual leader in my home? I'm gonna give you one simple way that every dad can be the spiritual leader in their home. I don't care how long you've walked with the Lord. Let your kids see your faithfulness to church attendance. God says that one time out of every seven days, one time, you need to have a moment where, wow, you are gonna spend time with the Lord and you're gonna, you're gonna corral your family, if you will. And it doesn't matter whether you came to Christ yesterday, you can be the spiritual leader in your home just by simply making sure your family is attending church once a week. Dad, you, you don't teach values to your kids. You model them, that's what you do. They catch them automatically. Every time you say, we're not going to church this weekend for whatever reason, you're modeling something to your kids. You're telling them that the fourth commandment doesn't matter. 
You're telling them that, you know what, we don't have to have a special moment in our lives where we recharge, if you will, our spiritual batteries. Jesus said this in John chapter 10. He said, the thief's purpose is to steal and to kill and destroy. But my purpose is to give them, and that's you, Christian, a rich and satisfying life. And one of the things that bums me out is when I hear believers, and I hear this all the time, Pastor, uh, I'm not experiencing this rich and satisfying life. My life is, you know, kind of dull. My spiritual life seems dry. I'm not experiencing this. And I'm going to tell you, probably the reason why is, is you've not obeyed the fourth commandment. You've gotten away from taking one of the seven days and keeping it holy, making sure that it's a day of rest, a day in which you say, God, here I am. I've been working all week. I've been taking care of the kids all week. I've been doing all kinds of stuff all week, but today, God, is a day when I just want to spend time with you. I need you to recharge my spiritual batteries. In Matthew chapter 11, Jesus says this, and I think this might be the, the New Testament equivalent of the fourth commandment, okay? Jesus said this. He's saying it to you. Come to me, all who are weary and burdened, and I'll give you rest. In other words, hey, you got a day that you've set aside where you just fulfill that? A day where you just go, you know what, Lord, I'm coming to you. I'm coming to you in a very special way. I'm not gonna do all my work and all the stuff I've been doing all week long. Today is a day that I'm devoting just to you. I'm coming to you. Jesus says, take my yoke upon you and learn from me for I'm gentle and humble in heart and you will find rest for your souls. Rest for your souls. It doesn't just say rest. You see, you can take a day off and not come to Jesus. You can take a day off and not worship the Lord. You can take a day off and not spend time in God's presence, reading his word in a special way or whatever all that might be. And you can rest, but it isn't rest for your souls. You could take a vacation somewhere, I don't know, to Napa or Hawaii or whatever, and you can get rest. But the only way you find rest for your souls, which is way different, it's way deeper, is when you fulfill the fourth commandment. And you remember the Sabbath and you keep it holy or you come to Jesus in a very special way. So, you take a day off, you rest to recharge your spiritual life. And if you don't get anything else out of this message, um, that's the one I, I, I wanna leave you with. But there are two more, two more reasons why, okay? I'm gonna fly through these, all right? Number two, you take a day off, you rest to recharge your physical bodies. There is an element to the Sabbath where 
you rest these bodies that we have. In Psalms chapter 23, it's a famous psalm. It says, God makes me lie down in green pastures. And you know what King David's talking about there? This is about uh, rest. This is about refreshment. Man, God, he's the one who provides a place for me just to lay down and relax and take in some, you know, water and, and, and just, just, just be quiet with him. Yes, we have to work, but God doesn't want you working all the time. He wants you to lie down in green pastures. He wants you to rest these physical bodies of ours. I've discovered that workaholics, those that really blow off the Ten Commandments, end up observing it for a week, or, you know, straight sometimes. They work, 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 and they never lie down in green pastures. They never come to Jesus in a special way. They never fulfill the fourth commandment. And finally, I don't know, after a month or two months or three months, guess what? This body of theirs just breaks down. And now they're out of commission for a week, maybe longer. Listen, God knows you need to work. He knows you need to make a living but he says that you need to have a day of rest. In fact, this was so important to God that he gave us an example of it, right, in Genesis, where he works for seven days and then he rested. Now, God didn't rest because he didn't need to rest, but it's interesting the way he laid out the week, isn't it? He worked, he worked, he worked, he worked, he worked, he worked, and then he rested. That's the illustration that God has given us. We are to work for six days, but we're to have one day where we rest, rest, where we focus on him in a special way and we give these bodies of ours a, a chance to recuperate. That's super important. I, I, I want you to think about it, and I've used this illustration before of a race car. In fact, I watched a race the other day. It was a NASCAR race. And here you get these cars and they're going 150 miles an hour. And the point is, is you gotta get to 300 miles or 500 miles as quick as you can. So these cars take off. And the point is, man, you just, you're trying to go as fast as you can. You're getting around other cars, but you're just trying to get 500 miles in, man, and you win the race. You get the checkered flag if you can do 500 miles before anybody else can do it. But what's really bizarre about racing is here are these cars doing 100, 150 miles an hour, and every now and again, guess what they do? And they slow down, and they come to a complete stop. They go into the pits. And it's in the pits where sometimes they'll wash the windshields real quick. They'll change the tires really quick. They might put new gas in really quick. They might adjust a flap here or there really quick. The point is there comes a moment when these cars have to take a rest so they can be fixed and tweaked. And guess what, Christian? 
God says, you need that too. You're gonna go and go and go and go and go and you're gonna go for six days, right? And God says, then, then I want you to take a pit stop. I want you to go in. I want you to focus on me. I want you to make sure that it's a, it's a different kind of day. It's a, it's a sacred moment. Let, let me tweak you a little bit. Let me recharge your, your, your you know, spiritual batteries. Let me, let me recharge your physical batteries, if you will. So number one, you take a day off, you rest to recharge your spiritual life. Number two, you take a day off to rest or recharge your physical bodies. And last but not least, number three, you take a day off to, uh, or you rest to recharge your emotions. And I know what some of you are thinking. Ah, Pastor Rick, you hate emotions. You, you say emotions are dumb. No, 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 you don't, you don't listen to me if, if you think that. God gave us our emotions. I'm an emotional person, very emotional. I, I, I will easily cry at, you know, sad movies or whatever. Uh, I'm glad that I have emotions. What I say is, is that our emotions don't have any IQ. You can't educate them. In fact, most of the time, they're, they're, they're pretty irrational. We're not to make decisions based upon our emotions. I'll say that, but let me tell you something. If you don't have a Sabbath, a day where you just stand and are quiet before the Lord, your emotions will get all goofed up. And part of a Sabbath is to recharge your emotions. In fact, let me give you three things real, real quick, three ways that you, uh, you can recharge your emotions. Number one, quietness. Part of your Sabbath, there just needs to be some quietness because quietness recharges your emotions. In Psalms chapter 23, it says, God makes me lie down between green pastures. God leads me besides, what is that? Quiet waters. King David is saying, wow, I'm so thankful that God's my shepherd because here's what he does. He, he gives me a chance just to lie down time just to be with him, but it's also a time just to be quiet. And we all need that in our lives. Psalms chapter 46 says, be still and know that I am God. Every single one of us during our Sabbath needs to have a moment where we're just quiet. We're just, we're just alone. With God, it didn't have to be very long. One of the, you know, my most favorite things I do is, is I sit in my backyard, especially during the summer months, and it's just quiet out there. Oh, I'll hear a car go by and a plane might fly over every now and then, fly over my head now, every now and again, but it's just a quiet place. It's a place where I can read. It's a place where I can put my book down could think about all the things going on in my life, think about my family, whatever it might be. It's just a quiet time. Let me just tell you something. That recharges your emotions when, when, when you're quiet. Number two, uh, so, you know, after quietness, family time. Family time was just a great way that our emotions are recharged. I, I love what Solomon said in Ecclesiastes chapter nine, he said, enjoy life with the wife you love. 
Are you enjoying life? Are you enjoying life with, with your wife, with the children that God has given you? Let me tell you something. Something that recharges your emotional life is certainly quietness, but also just enjoying time with your family. In American history, Sunday has historically always been a day for two things, right? Church and family. But we're seeing that, you know, coming to an end, aren't we? And I think it's demonic. Because Sundays, your day of Sabbath, and for most of us it is Sunday, ought to be a day of church, ought to be a, a, a day of family. I know of one guy who has to work on Sundays, but he has Wednesdays off. And so you know what he does? He watches the sermon on Wednesday. He gets up early Wednesday morning, he goes in and he sits down with his wife and his family and they watch the sermon on Wednesday because that's his day. For most of us, it's Sunday, right? Some of us, it might be Saturday. Proverbs chapter 14 says this, a heart at peace gives life to the body. And let me just tell you something. If you're not spending time with your family, if there's not peace in your home, let me just tell you something. You, you, you got trouble. Proverbs 17 says, being cheerful keeps you healthy. A slow death, it's a slow death to be gloomy all the time. You need to have a Sabbath where you're just quiet and you're just hanging out with your family, enjoying time with your family. Ecclesiastes 4 says it's better to have only a little with peace of mind than to be busy all the time. And that's true. So let me challenge you. Make sure on your Sabbath you have a little bit of a quiet time and you spend a lot of time with your family. And here's the fourth or the third thing, okay? Fellowship recharges your emotions. Fellowship. Yeah, you need to be alone. You need to spend some time with your family, but let me just also say, you need to make sure you're getting together with God's people. There is something that's supernatural. Uh, uh, something supernatural happens to us, whether it be you're in a home fellowshipping with other believers, you're inside a building like this fellowshipping with other people. There is something that happens when I'm out on the baseball fields on Sunday at nine, just seeing people driving around in my golf cart. There is something energizing about that when we fellowship with one another. Listen to what Paul said in 2 Timothy chapter one. 2 Timothy chapter one. He said this. May the Lord show mercy to the family of an earth force. Okay, because he cheered me up many times. <laughs> just, that's just a crazy scripture. There's this guy, and this for us. There's this guy, and Paul says, hey, listen, this is a guy who just cheered me up. He encouraged me. I like being around this guy. In other words, man, when I fellowshiped with that guy, something happened within me. My emotions were recharged. And we all need that in our lives. We need to make sure that we are in fellowship with one another. So, number one, 
You take a day off to recharge your spiritual life. You need a day off. You need a day of rest to do that, a special day, a day that's set apart, and you need to do this once a week. Number two, you take a day off to recharge your physical bodies. I don't care what it is you do. You need a time to let these things kind of rest up and heal. And number three, you take a day off to recharge your emotions, okay, which includes, you know, quietness, family time, and fellowship. So, I could have said a whole lot more about this fourth commandment. And that's what these books are for, right? A lot of you are, are making your way through our Ten Commandment uh, companion journals. And in here, there's lots of other thoughts, uh, scriptures, uh, things that you can look at to explore this fourth commandment uh, at, in a deeper level. So here's the deal. We have now done the first four uh, commandments, which are all about God. Don't have any other God before me, number one, right? Don't make for yourself an idol, number two. Don't misuse the name of the Lord, number three. And then we just looked at, remember the Sabbath, keep it holy. Those all have to do with God. Next week, Lord willing, we get to number five, right? Honor your father and your mother. And they all have to do with our relationship with each other. The next six are all about how we relate to one another. These first four are all about him. And I want you to think, is God number one in your life right now? You, you have anything in your life that's taken away from him being number one? You got any idols? How, how you doing with his name? You, you don't use it in vain, do you? You're making sure you keep it holy and sacred, right? You're standing up for his name. Number four, you have a day. Are you honoring God with one day that you set aside that's different than every other day? Look, you do those four things right there and I want you to know something. Wow, your life will just be used by God in some incredible, incredible ways. Let, let, let me pray for, for everybody. So Father, thanks for a chance to be here and look at your word together. I trust, Lord, that you will take my words and you will use them in people's lives. I just wanted this to be really practical. I didn't want this to be uh, the halls of seminary and we just simply look at a whole lot of verses and thoughts on what does it mean to remember the Sabbath. I just wanted this to be practical, God. So I hope people are encouraged to take a day, set it aside for you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus, for your goodness. Give us a great time this week as we continue in our Ten Commandments adventure. And I pray this in your name. And all of God's people said, amen. Hey, blessings, everybody.